Hey, you. Do you do comedy? Hey, on today's show, we got Marcus Dietz, and we talk a little bit about traveling, what it's like in his prior experience, and, you know, if you should travel for comedy or anything. Take a listen. Hey, Marcus. Hi, Johnny. Do you do comedy? Uh, for some reason. <laughs> Welcome to the show, third episode. So you do comedy. Yes. Um, I think I think you know what the show's about. You were actually a live audience member on the last show with Chris Spring. Hell yeah. Um, I was like, no, you can't bring guests. But he's like, please, he's my biggest fan. Aww. Um, so you, you I want to, so obviously this is about newbies who want to do comedy and give them a little taste of what's behind the scenes. Sure. Um, but I, I also have some questions for you outside of that. Okay. Uh, because you used to manage bands and go on tours. Yes. What was that like, real quick? Uh, it was cool. I mean, it was like, have you ever babysat like a really shitty ten-year-old? Yes, I have actually. Yeah, so it's like babysitting four of those. Okay. Um, so did you leave that to do comedy? Uh, I didn't like initially quit doing that just for comedy. I was just burned out. I did it for like ten years. That's pretty and, cool. Uh, warp tour. Yeah, I did warp tour. And so you just left the sex, drugs, and rock and roll life behind. Yeah, I was just like, you know what, this kind of. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> I got the herpes. I'll be all right. Um, That's good. Something to remember those days. Yeah, so I did ten years of that, and I was just kind of burnt out on it, yeah. and like, I was kind of sick of like putting in so much money into something because you believe in these bands and you're like oh so you were funding it on top yeah, of it. You I ran, just managing you I ran a record it. label ah, I ran a, okay. uh, an independent record label called Long Road Home Records I like that and um, I signed like metal hardcore and like metalcore and like pop punk bands and stuff and at that time it was kind of like right after when those things were popular I think they're still popular I mean I'm I still go to Emo Nights with my pop punk music Word. So, um, but it was kind of hard to. Oh, uh, sorry. I didn't <laughs> know right, what you were right. doing. I was like, that's right. cool. Um, but uh, there was there was a time period when it just wasn't profitable, okay. and I was like putting like every penny I was making into it, and like borrowing money and like. And there wasn't a return of investment. And there was just like wanted. no return on an investment, and I was just like. No bummed out about it because i mean i wasn't doing it for the money but it was just like i was sick of hearing people that like knew me were like when are you gonna get a real job when are you gonna stop following this dumb dream when are you gonna when are you gonna That's, get your shit together i you mean know, that kind of stuff and i'll talk about that later with comedy because i hear the same shit yes but at some like it's a very open-ended question yeah a double-sided blade yeah if you will because yes at some point, you should probably like maybe get a real job and right. do this as a hobby. Sure. But then again, if you give up on yourself, you'll never know how far you can go. Exactly. And you might be headlining, you know, the next comedy festival, yeah, wherever, Netflix special, big time, and your friends are like, "Why doesn't he invite us?" Yeah. And then you gotta be like, "Remember that time you told me to stop it?" Yeah. I remember That's why you little piece of shit. I pay my seven ninety nine. Thank you. Remember when you told me that I was never gonna make it and you couldn't give me three dollars for a cheeseburger? This is why you're not coming along. Um, nope. So yeah, so I was kind of like burnt out on it, and I was I was just I needed a break, so I took kind of a break. All right, and then so you took a break from that, and what made yeah. you jump into comedy? Uh, so I got kicked out of my mom's house. And I was kind of, like, looking for somewhere to stay. And my aunt offered for me to live in her shed in her backyard. Okay. okay. So it cool. was, like, summertime, and it was, like, 115 degrees. And then in the shed, it was, like, 130 degrees. So it was, like, have really you, hot. Have you ever done jokes about this? No. You um, should. Like, <laughs> I'm listening, like. So. Um, she put you in a sweat box, basically. Yeah. So I'm living in the sweat box, and the only way I go into the house is if I need to use a restroom or I need to get something to eat. You should definitely do this on stage. <laughs> so like, um, I went, I was in the house and then however, like I had like five or six minutes in the house. It wasn't like, it wasn't like a, it was like a, you're not welcome kind of thing. It was just like a, you live in the backyard, please stay in the backyard kind of thing. Gotcha. You're not welcome, but you're not unwelcome. Yeah, you're not unwelcome. So I had very limited time in the house, but the time I had in my house, I would try to make my aunt laugh. And she would like laugh at like the dumbest shit I would do or say. 
And she asked me, she's like, have you ever thought about doing comedy? And I was like, no. I was like, no, I don't. So I don't she, think about that at all. So and she loved you enough to give you advice on career, but yes. not to be in the house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she was like, yeah, you're funny. You should do comedy. And um, I was like, no, I'll probably never do it. And look at you now. You're doing comedy. And then she talked me into doing it. And the first night I did comedy, it was at the dive bar. And popular place. Shout out to Randall. Yeah. I didn't give him a shout on the last episode. We talked about dive bar. Yeah. So it was my aunt and her boyfriend at the time. And then my little brother's husband. Because my little brother wasn't old enough to go to dive bar. Um, but I went and... It was like November 10th of 2016. It was like right after the election. Okay. okay. Um, How did that go? And I Facebook lived it. Your first time? My first set. I Facebook you were that confident in yourself. And I had like four people there to watch me do comedy. Okay. And uh, I, ended, I ended my joke, my set with what is technically like a rape joke. That was a technically. It's is, te- is, it, is okay. it statutory rape? So do you want to hear the joke? Yeah, go for it. Okay. Exclusive on my yeah. podcast only. Yeah. You can't do it on your podcast. I'm sorry. That's fine. So my first, uh, my closer for my first set was, because it was 2016 and the election was going on. There was a lot of stuff with the rebel flag and there was uh, Chris Jenner and, and, and fucking Bill Cosby were all in the news at about the right the same time. I forgot how long ago that was. Yeah. So I made the joke. I said, what did Bill Cosby or what did Caitlyn Jenner say to Bill Cosby when Bill Cosby realized Caitlyn was wearing rebel flag underwear? Nothing. The pills already kicked in. (laughs) (laughs) That was pretty good because I'm thinking like, what did she say? (laughs) Uh, so, so I ended that set, I got a couple of laughs or whatever, and then Alex, just Alex was the host at the time, and he goes, hey, give it up for Marcus and his rape joke, and I was like, oh, I didn't really We never got to that part, (laughs) you know, he maybe just tucked her in. Yeah, so, that was a fun experience. So, you got into comedy because your, your aunt suggested it. Sure. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there was uh, other reasons. Well, that's, that's like, what I want to know. Like, what was the other? Was, she suggested it, but you she, said probably she never. So, what changed it, your mind? Uh, realizing that I've always like enjoyed making people laugh. Okay. Like I always enjoyed making people laugh. I never thought I was like good enough at it. I never saw it as something that I could like pursue as a career. Okay, but now you are. But now I am. Okay. So. <laughs> All right, because uh, obviously this is for newbies out there who's thinking I want to be a com- comedian. Don't do it. Why does everyone say that? And don't do it. <laughs> it's not worth it. It's it's a lot of work. Anything yeah. that you are, um, I mean, basically we're our own bosses here. Yeah. We are the product, and we're pushing it, and we got to refine it. Yeah. So it's a lot of work. It's not. I think I'm funny. I'm gonna go on stage. I yeah. made one person laugh. It's I'm a lot time. more than that. Yeah. It's so much more. So you started out with, I don't think I'm that good. Right. And now you're actually going to go, you're going to do a tour. You're going to do 100 days, 100 shows? Yeah, I'm going to do 100 shows in 100 days. Is that a continuous 100 days, like one show tonight, tomorrow, or like just 100 days, 100 shows? No, I'm going to try to do 100 shows in a row, like 100 days. So every night another show? Yeah, no breaks. Damn, man. I'm gonna try. To, I'm gonna try to do like two or three in a couple of nights. You know, like I'm gonna try to do like a Friday hit two two shows, three shows. Okay. Right, you right. I mean? I like, but my minimum, good. but my minimum, I want to do is a hundred shows in a hundred days. Yeah, I mean, definitely, if you can do three in one day, yeah, you can take an extra day to drive or sleep or whatever. Right, right. Okay, so I've, this is show is for anyone who's thinking about doing a comedian. Yeah. Uh, besides, don't do it. Yeah, don't do it. <laughs> besides that, <laughs> you're about to go on this tour. Yeah. Um, one, that's not something I experienced yet. I've been okay. on little road trips for one show and back. Yeah. Have you done a tour before? No. Okay. Not in comedy. Okay. So what is your, f- what, I don't want to like get in your head. Okay. But do you have any fears about doing this? Sure. What do you, what, um, what do you have? I mean, there's always like bad things that can happen. Like promoters don't pay you or, you know, pop tires or whatever. There's always those types of things okay. that can happen. But um, what about as far as. 
again, I don't want to get in your head. I don't want to. Okay. I don't want to jinx you or anything like that. Okay. But it's obviously in my head. I've thought about it, and sure. I'm sure anybody who's thinking about this is gonna think about one day going on a show. Yeah. About you personally, your sets. Like, if you don't do good, oh one no, night, are you gonna call it quits? No, I'm not. I'm absolutely okay. not worried about the comedy itself. Okay, so you're confident in your abilities. Yeah, that's the thing. Is like, I think. If anything's going to go wrong, it's definitely not going to be the comedy itself. Okay. Okay. I think everything else will go wrong first. All right. Cool. That's a good confidence to have. You don't want to go on shows thinking like, right. I hope I do good. See, I wouldn't have done this two or three years ago. You know what I mean? I didn't feel like I was ready to do something like this, but then I hit like a certain point and I woke up one day and I was like, you know what? I'm funny. It's time. I'm yeah, good. Yeah, I was I'm like, I'm yeah. good enough. I know what I'm doing. I've done it enough. I am definitely not at that stage yet. I got a lot of refinements to go. It just takes time. Um, everything takes time. That's yeah. well said. Like, don't go into your first mic, Facebook Live, and think you're going to blow up and be no. the next Kevin Hart. No, never. But three years later, here you are doing your tour. Right. 100 shows. In 100, 100 days. days. You're going solo? Yes, by myself. Wow. Yes. That's This is, this is a big move. Word. Well, I saw some other people do it, and I mean, you know, like Ralph Tatella kind of shouts to Ralph. Ralph was like, hey, I'm just going to go do it, and he just did it. So I was like, well. Did, but he didn't do 100 shows 100 days. No, he didn't. This is the part that's like. And he did it. Well, that's the difference between me and Ralph is like Ralph is confident in his just being able to talk to people. He's, he does that very well. To be able to just show well. up to a place and be like, hey, um. Let me on your comedy show Like I'm already Like I was being an audience member For Chris's um, Portion of this podcast And I was over there Trying to like Get shows booked I was like Adding myself to groups Like messaging people And stuff Like I'm using a lot of Tactics that I used When I was Messing with bands Right And anyone who Who's thinking about doing this You you can't just go to a show Perform And think you're gonna get Booked on another show Absolutely not You might get someone Like hey I like what you're doing Do you wanna come on this show Sure but even then, they don't One out up. of ten. Yeah, one out of ten, that's going to happen. So you got to put in a lot of work. Yeah, so it, I'm spending a lot of time, like, mapping out where I want to go, options in case that doesn't work out. Like, I'm... The whole logistics behind it. Yeah, this. there's comedy a lot is, of... Comedy is not just go up and be funny. Absolutely not. What tip do you have for anyone who's thinking about doing this and... Because it's a business. You're a business yeah. yourself. What's a business advice you would give to somebody? Um, Brand new. Understand that if you want to do this, to pursue it. If you don't want to do it, or if you want to do it part time, don't really pursue it. So like I, I feel like I feel like it's a waste of time. You're wasting your time and you're wasting other people's time if you're just like, oh, I'm gonna do this kind of. Um, I feel like if you want to do comedy and you really think you can do it. You I have guess. to dive in. You have to like go in at a hundred percent. I don't I don't think you should try comedy if you're gonna do it anything less. Okay, so what about people with have full time jobs, have full time responsibilities, bills, yeah. things like that. Obviously if you're gonna do comedy, I'm not saying quit your job and do comedy. No, I'm not saying that. But how much of your time, how much effort, like where I, I see it as an eight hour job. Okay, so if you're doing so full time, if you're doing full time, yeah, you have two full time jobs. If you're pursuing comedy outside of holding another job, and that's tough for a lot of people. When you have just two jobs, I think any self entrepreneur job yeah. is harder than working for someone. Because when you work for someone, you clock in at this yes. time and you, you go clock home. out, yeah. and they tell you what needs to be done, and you do it. Yeah, and they t- teach you how to do it most of the time. Comedy. Yeah. You're teaching yourself. You're getting some feedback. You're reworking. You don't know what you have to do. You're learning every day. Mm-hmm. It's just. So what's the mental strain on that? There's a lot. I think there's a lot of, like 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 you said, like I didn't think comedy was this thing or whatever when I got into it. I just thought it was go up on stage, be funny. That's it. That's all that matters. Mm-hmm. And then I learned quickly that there's so much more. There's networking. There's hanging out with people five, six, seven nights of the week. There's so many different aspects to just doing comedy. That's why I say instead of like thinking you're going to do it part time or just for fun or whatever, it quickly becomes something else. Yeah, Uh, definitely. We all hang out at the mics outside. Yeah. 
you know, half the time, the other half time inside, listen to jokes. Yeah. It, even if you go, even if you don't go up, I still like to go sometimes just to hang out. Yeah, a lot of it is just like hanging out and getting to know other people and spending time with them and realizing that you hate their guts. <laughs> I'm not gonna say. You know, I'm not gonna say like, like I hate Chris Spring so much. It, it really shows. You guys had a heated <laughs> argument early, and I, I think we left it on a good note. I love that guy so much. He's <laughs> laughing right now. Um, but no, it's just because networking is a big thing. Networking and talking to people and like just getting along. Like you probably realized going on those shows with Adam, it's just like a lot of downtime alone with other people, and you're just like, all right, do I really vibe with this person or do uh, I? Definitely, uh, I like how Adam keeps being brought up. I think I just might make him my co-host, <laughs> or I might make him the host, and I'll be the co-host on my own show. Word. Uh, but no, definitely like that's the one thing uh, that's cool about Adam. You know, I think our live audience member here is flipping oh, Marcus oh, off. Wow. I'm not gonna allow live audience members anymore. <laughs> yeah. But that's what I like about Adam. We he's a pretty cool guy. We just chill. You know. Yeah. Um, I've never tried to hang out with him simply to get comedy advice. Right. Um, I like hanging out with the dude. It's good to have friends. Adam's good people. Yeah. And we hang out and we talk and then he throws in tidbits and then we start talking about that. Yeah. So yeah, going on a road trip. Having someone that you can actually feel comfortable with. Yeah, Comedy that's important. Not. Yeah. But, and you're doing this alone. Do you got people in the States you're going to meet up with? Yeah, I have, like, friends and family all across, you know, different areas and stuff. Okay. And um, So, okay, so because I'm thinking, like, I don't have anyone. Like, I, yeah, I don't got anyone in any other state. So if I were to do this, I'm really going alone, going yeah. to a hotel, going to an open mic, meet people there, and then. Done. Yeah, I mean, that's the plan. I mean, I'm definitely going to, like, spend a few extra days in certain states to, like, see family and stuff. But I, I realize now that a lot of it is just going to be downtime, alone time, a lot of, like... A lot of self-reflection time. A lot of self-reflection, mm -hmm. a lot of listening to shitty emo music. Um, um, I'll make sure I have more podcast episodes for you to listen to. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> have some more episodes up that I can listen to uh, on definitely. the road. You're, you have a podcast with Chris. I do. I have a, I have my own podcast, too. You have, you have two, and I think you told me the reason the other one stopped is because you forgot the password. Yeah, I forget passwords I've been, a lot. <laughs> I've been meaning to ask you, why did you not do the password reset? Because I forgot the, e <laughs> the email's password. Yeah. <laughs> And you couldn't reset that. So I have a rabbit hole here. Yeah. So I have like um, mental issue. Like I have issues. I, I wrestled a lot in the backyard. I did some backyard wrestling and I fell on my head a couple times. What was your stage name for wrestling? Mark Havoc. Mark Havoc? Yeah. Mark Havoc. It was a Davey Havoc rip. Like I was a big wow. AFI fan. Okay. Uh, growing up, I was huge into AFI. So like. Yeah, I can see it. So anyway, I draw. I fell on my head a couple of times, and I had some concussions and had some stuff. So sometimes it's hard for me to remember certain things. Um, and passwords are pretty passwords easy are to forget. They're, I reset my password for something at least once a week. Yeah. And I generally try to use the same password. I'm in IT, so yeah. I know that's not a good idea. Right. But come on, it's like... You want me to remember 15 characters, an exclamation point at some point, and can't be at the end, can't use this. Right. You know. All these extra symbols and numbers and shit, it's just. For real. Right, for real. It's a lot sometimes. So your, your tour, uh, when, do you, when do you leave? 11-9. Uh, and then you come back 100 days later, which is? February, end of February. End of February, okay. Where's your first stop? Uh, Arizona. Why'd you pick it? Because it's the closest place. Okay. <laughs> okay. Did you so did, when you started planning this out, were you like, oh, I'm just gonna go to Arizona, it's closest, or were you like, looking like how? What was your process? Okay, so when you tour with bands, I don't know why they do it like this, but you want to have each stop within eight hours of the next one. That makes a lot of sense. You want to do that just so you have enough time to do whatever you need to do. You need to do laundry. You need to get something to eat. You need to promote the show. Whatever you need to do, you want to give yourself enough time in between shows. So I made all my stops like four to six to eight hours in between each other to try to just yeah. save. It's 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 a gas thing, and it's also like... You don't want to be on the road. I don't want to. I don't want to be on the road for eighteen hours in between stops. And then perform. Dumb. Yeah, that's no. That's that's okay. That's a good plan. That's a good yeah. plan. So my first stop is like four hours away. And where in Arizona is it? 
Um, is it booked? Is it booked yet? I want to get to yet. that point. Okay. Not yet. So stay tuned, Phoenix people. Or it's I don't, I don't know why I said Phoenix. I Tempe. Just, I think Tempe is closer. Tempe is what you're looking at. Yeah. So I stay think. tuned, Tempe. You might see Marcus Dietz out there. Word. Um. Or so I Mark just Havoc. added. I just added myself to like four Arizona groups. So uh, I'm looking for some stuff. So I got um a lot of possibilities right now. Okay, that's really good. Um, because. Yeah. I'm I'm not at the point yet where I'm ready to be going on shows. Yeah. I think the most I can do is maybe 10 minutes. Okay. And it's going to be I've done some 10 minutes. My flow is not there yet. Okay. To to do the full 10 minutes. I think the best I could do is 7. So I've done a lot of like out of town shows, not necessarily on tour, but I right. spent like 2 weeks in Minnesota. I was doing a bunch of shows. And you got an album? Yeah, I got an album out. Uh, San Diego, I did a bunch of shows. L.A. Comedy Store, I've done some shows and stuff. So, so how? I mean, obviously, it's big to get booked on shows for yeah. any new comedian. How big is it to go out of town? It's important. Wow. I think you. I think you want to have other audiences see your stuff. At At what point do you think it's? Because obviously, you're gonna start the open mics. Yeah, you're not gonna just get booked at the Jimmy Kimmel Club. You're gonna start open mics. Right. How I think you should do open mics for a couple of years at least. Couple years. Yeah. Do you, like I don't know about you. You've been booked on a show, right? Um, no, I haven't been booked on a legit show. I actually, funny story. I was supposed to be booked on your open mic. Yes. Because I won a feature set. Yes, and then COVID. And the happened. next day. The next day, wow. COVID. I feel like I was set up. I feel like you guys knew this. Oh, Johnny was the one that, that got kind of screwed a little bit. I mean, I'm happy I got chosen. I'm sorry, but I'd be happy if I was there. You did win that. Because the um, other guy dropped out or something. But um, so I think it's, I didn't get booked for my first show until about two years in. Yeah, but what about going to open mics other state? You think that's. Oh, I, th- I think going to open mics in different states is a great idea, and I think you should do it as often as possible. Okay. You don't, there's... Uh, because I'm, open mics and book shows are two totally different games to me. Definitely. Um, for anybody who's new, obviously, traveling, they don't know where to go. Right. And I know there's a lot of Facebook groups, there's a lot of websites that have when open mics are scheduled for. Yeah. Um, you're brand new, you're doing this, you're, mm-hmm. you're getting advice to go to open mics, because, yes, new crowds is better. Yes, Always. So I think uh, I think a lot of that comes with like networking. Like you'll be at an open mic and somebody from California or Oregon or you know Utah is there to check out the open mic. Just talk to them and be like, "Hey man, I'm thinking about going into your area. What are some open mics I should check out?" Okay. And that's a big part of it is networking. And you're saying that should be as frequent as possible, even if you're brand new. Absolutely. Okay. I think you should be going to open mics and trying new material and. Doing your material forwards, backwards, sideways, whatever you're going to do. I think you should have every opportunity you can possibly have to do your yeah, material. Definitely. And I've heard um, from other people like you shouldn't because you're not at a like I get where you're coming from. You got to put this in the full time. You have to invest in yourself. Right. It's going to cost some money if you're going to travel. Sure. So if you're new, like, why are you spending money, like, stay local and work on your craft? Okay. But you're obviously saying, like, no, you put yourself out there as much as you can. Absolutely. Wherever you can. Absolutely. I think you should. I think the more you do comedy and make yourself uncomfortable and put yourself in uncomfortable situations, the better. Yeah. And it's good to have different crowds. Always. People at different places. Like, because you're going to do your comedy. You've done it here. You do yeah. good. Um, you said you were in Minnesota, right? Yeah. So how did that go, your comedy? That was good. I did um, I did 15 minutes at this little pizza place nice. that had an open mic. And, then, and I was like, hey, I'm from out of town. They're like, cool, you want a feature? I was like, yeah. And uh, the first three or four minutes while I was like getting to know people and letting them get to know me was kind of rough. Um, mm-hmm. But once I got into my groove and I got into my stuff that I know works... Okay, and that's that's the where I was gonna get out get with this because you've done it here. Yeah, you know people like you here. You've done jokes that people have reacted to. Yes. One, not everyone's gonna like the same jokes you do. People have different tastes, whatever. Absolutely. Different regions, things will hit where they don't hit. Like um, absolutely. Tried, like there's no in and out on the East Coast. Right, they're not so, gonna get that reference. Exactly. So your material, would you say right now what you have is it universal? Yes, for the most part, I think I have a very 
open point of view, okay. I guess. And I don't try to be too, like, out of left field or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I think people can kind of relate to my humor. It's definitely it's it's definitely not something you had to be there kind of humor. Yeah, Anyone it's not pick up for it. everybody. Obviously, there's some people nope. that are just going to be like, "Oh wow, that grinder bit's a little far," or whatever. Yeah, but um, but the thing with that is, everyone knows what grinder is. Exactly. At least ninety percent of people do. Exactly. So people are going to be like, "Oh, I get the reference. Okay, that's mm-hmm. funny." So whatever. for any new comedian who's writing right now, or yeah. trying to come up with material, yeah, right? should they stay? In their lane, uh, what they know, what's around their area, or should you they challenge themselves right away to think of broad jokes? I think as an artist and as a comedian, as a writer, you should write what you want to write, but understand that not everything you find funny or you find interesting, other people are going to find. So it's like, it's more relatable and more real if it's something that actually happened to you, and you can turn that funny. Mm-hmm. But uh, if you try to exaggerate things too much, or if you like try to add in things that didn't happen just because you think it's going to make the joke more funny, it's not necessarily going to work. Right, right. If you're not, if you don't know what you're talking about, you shouldn't be talking about it. Pretty much. Good words. Good Word. words. Because I do, I do some jokes where I'm like, I'm just, I made it up. Yeah. It, but it's I'm joking around from. Because, you know, you sit around with people and you just start joking about riffing on things? Yes. What about that? Uh, that's a gray area that I don't really, like, vibe with too much. Because, like, if you're, if you're, say you're talking in a group of comedians. Say you have four comedian buddies and you're just bullshitting. And you come up with something and then somebody comes up with a tag and then somebody else comes up with another tag. It's like, whose joke is it? That... Okay, so that's more of a writing session, um, and that's definitely... But I mean, like, yes. I have my conversations with Chris where I'll just, like, I'm, I don't even tell him it's a joke. I'm just like, hey... And I think those da, 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 da. And then he's like, oh, yeah, that's cool, but what about this? And then, like, add something to it. And then we got to be like, all right, paper, rock, scissors, who's taking the joke? <laughs> paper, rock, scissors. So <laughs> yeah. this could be the joke of a lifetime, and right. you got to put the faith in... Rock, right, paper, and we'll just scissors. be like, all right, I guess, I guess you take that joke, you know? like I, I would try it both. Out, like who does it better who can sell it and they no, get to keep it <laughs> I don't, you know because it depends on the crowd too because like what if we did what if we did two separate sets the same exact set in front of two different crowds and you know we would never know if we switched who would do better and whatnot or whatever so it's just like oh i did shitty because my timing was off and then he got lucky that night because he was feeling good like I don't think you should put yourself in that situation where you're fighting with another comedian over stuff like that. Definitely not. I think so. It's, it's just like paper, rock, scissors, get it over with. Okay, you can have the joke. I think if someone, if I was, I think if you and I were talking, yeah, and we were joking, I'd fight you to the death for. A I joke. think I would just give it to you. you know? <laughs> I would fight you to the death for a joke. I'd be like, "Fuck you!" I wrote that. I think I could kill you, but that's, that's cool. Like, but the thing is, I would just give it to you because if you're asking for the joke, it obviously resonates with you more. Right. So if and that's another thing is you gotta put into um, perspective of like who would tell the joke better, yeah. mentally and emotionally and all around. Definitely, because I because he can joke yeah. about stuff I can't joke around about, and I can joke around about stuff he can't joke around this about. This is a, so it's just let's very, not talk about this subject about what. And well, who no, can no, 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 I don't There's mean a, like that. I gotta. I mean, we, like I gotta, he can see. make jokes about like having three kids, and I can't do that because you I don't have kids. kids. I know. I, I make jokes about not having kids because I don't have kids. Right. Right. I, I get that. Um, you don't. Like we said it before. You you want to talk about things you know. Yes. Do not, and if you're going to make up something, it's got to be, I feel, absurd. It's, it's got to be, be absurd. And that's why some of the, like, the grinder bit works for me. Because it's like, seeing my dad on there is absurd. Like, he's married to my mom. You know what but I mean? He's on, but he's on, is he, is he really on Grindr? Like, no, is this he's not, no, he's not okay. on Grindr. That's why it works, though. Because I'm just but like, but that, but that could. But I saw my dad on there, and it fucking, yeah. you know, made things weird. You know, and, th- and that's why it's funny because people are like, "Oh fuck!" <laughs> like, is your dad on grinder? Like, no. no. I, I mean, I don't think he. Is. I mean, <laughs> I am, but he's not. Interesting. Yeah, but that's definitely true. Like, if it's gonna be absurd, it it, it should be funny too. You don't want to make something so absurd, right? So offensive, so crazy that it's not even funny, right? And I think the more real something is, the funnier it is usually. Definitely, definitely. Um, uh, yeah, I'll take a beer. I'll take a beer. 
Uh, we got a beer guy now too. This podcast oh, okay. is going places. <laughs> okay, so you, you talk about what you know when yeah. you write. Yes. That's I've heard that a lot. Yeah. Do you have any? Okay, you have the grinder, but do you have anything that's really outrageous that's not a true story? I'm trying to think. Um, I mean, thank you. I don't know. Like, there's just there's either either if it's not as real as I make it out to be, I've either thought about it. You okay. know what I mean? So would you, like, would you ever do more absurd jokes, crazy like that? Um. It depends. I think I think some of my stuff is very funny. I, I've heard your stuff. It's you got funny stuff. Thanks, man. Some of them it it doesn't click with me. But again, not like, everyone. Not for example, click. what do you mean? It'll tell you if that's real or if it's the, the toothbrush joke. Uh, that's good. Um, so uh, I was brushing my tongue one time. And I I wasn't paying attention. I was just like brushing my teeth just to brush my teeth. And I put it too far back on the tongue. And I was like, oh, that must be what it's like sucking dick. Okay. So now that so my brain clicked with that. And I was like, oh, okay, that's a joke. Okay. So the way you explained it just now is more funnier to me than the way you do it on stage. Because like you ever brush your teeth and then you realize you suck dick or whatever. Yeah. And sometimes like not everything clicks with everyone the same way. Right. So to me, I was thinking like, you're brushing your teeth, and then yeah. you think you suck a dick. Like, you purposely suck it down. But if you're, like, you're brushing teeth, and I'm on my tongue, and next thing you know, I'm deep throwing this thing. Yeah, I was on accident. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, I guess right. this is what sucking dick's like. I guess it's weird that it took me that explanation to... Really, yeah. Like, I knew kind of, but... Okay, so... Yeah. So, I don't know. It just depends. Like, uh, yeah, I exaggerated that a little bit. Okay. What about creativity? Obviously, you're writing jokes... If you write about experience, you're going to have stuff there. Yeah. You maybe embellish a little bit, whatever. Yeah. Uh, but what about the absurdity? Like, how do do you brainstorm? How do you brainstorm? How do you workshop stuff? Uh, Most of it just comes to me. I have to, like, sometimes I have to force myself to write a joke. Do you think that's a good thing? No. Okay. So you, I think I think if stuff comes to you naturally and more organically, it feels better. But you still do the force to what to get the sparks going at least. Yeah, because sometimes I'll go like I have, um, depression and stuff, and sometimes it's hard to make myself right or make come up with a new bit or whatever. And I'll go long period. I'll go like two weeks without writing something. I I think I go longer than that sometimes. Um, For me, that's like. A long time. So yeah. once I hit a certain point, I'm just like, damn, I haven't written anything in a while. I'll like grab a pen and paper and I'll write 50 things that I want to write jokes about. And then I'll try to write some jokes. And then if that okay. sucks, I'll so like toss them. I do go sometimes a while without writing something new, mm -hmm. but I'm touching up on something old. Okay. See, that's good. That's so, okay. Fine. So how often if do you you're always adding tags and stuff that's good i mean i'm always i'm all like I, I do my process and i'm always thinking of something and i tell it to myself a different way yeah and i edit stuff I'm like oh you know what i like this better i don't that. do that i tell a joke one time and if it gets like a group of people laughing i'll be like okay that's the joke so and one and done one if, and done if this joke does not hit yeah i'm not going back to it i'm not redoing it i'm not i mean tags. i mean i will okay when it works i'm done with it like toothbrushes, I told toothbrushes maybe twice, it got regular laughs, and I was like, okay, this is one of my regular jokes. And then if I tell a joke and it doesn't get laughs, I'll be like, oh, maybe it's just this mic and I was having an off night, I'll try it again. Okay. And if it doesn't work a second time at a mic with a different crowd, I'm like, okay, maybe I should abandon that joke. Okay, so you do, you give it, you do it once, it fails, yeah. you do it again as a... Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. I try it the same exact way, the same nuance, the same timing, everything like that. If it doesn't work, I give up on the joke. Completely. Completely. You'll never go back to it in a year. Never or two. try it again. Wow. Wow. Because I feel like I know my comedic voice. I know my styling. I know what works for me and what kind of doesn't. And if I'm writing a bit and it doesn't work for me twice in a row, then it's not for me. Okay. Uh, you have your uh, your joke. About the NDA About a famous person I remember when you were about to do the joke For the first time You're like I don't do this joke Because I don't like it It doesn't work 
But then you did it, and we're like, oh, we like it. So what wait, about those? Wait, books? what joke was this? The one about the exterminator. You work as an exterminator. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So what about that one? Because I mean, I remember. I, I maybe I misheard you, or I don't remember correctly. Whatever. But you said like, oh, I didn't like it, and whatever. Didn't really work. Oh, I didn't like telling stories. Oh, so like you, just longest, like, you just didn't like telling stories for the longest time. Like I'm a one-liner mm-hmm. comic, and um, that's always kind of been what I've been comfortable with, and I've kind of made myself. I watched uh, Ralphie May did a uh, Vimeo video where he taught a class okay. for like an hour. There's like an hour or 10 minutes or whatever. Ralphie like teaching people shit. And he's like, you have to give yourself a point system. So if you go to a mic and you tell a joke, you get one point. If you add a tag, you get two points. If you change the order in which you tell that joke, you get two more points and stuff like that. So he made this point system of how he works on his bits. And that gave me an idea to like, maybe I should try telling longer stories to see if I can turn one-liners into longer bits. You know, I've actually, I've tried to write one-liners. And I caught myself expanding on them. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, no, I just want to do something quick and easy. You know, I want something. If I'm ever, like, in a pinch or mm-hmm. if I just need more time or I don't have that much time, just something I can bang out. But I catch myself expanding. Yes. And I don't want to stop because right. I've expanded. Right. So you're going from one-liner. Yeah. Because you got those. I've heard those. You oh, got yeah. You got the I – won't, I, won't, I won't talk about your material no more, but you got right. them. So now you're going to stories. Yeah. So now I'm trying to do longer, longer stories, longer jokes, longer bits. Okay. And just kind of see how that works. And the weird thing about, like, that particular joke is every time I've done it, it's worked. It's it's a very good joke. Um, I don't want to talk about your jokes because I want to save your jokes because they're your jokes for when you do your show. Right. Um, but definitely, just definitely go see him when he, when he performs. Thanks. Yeah, definitely go see him. Okay. Do you have any uh, any news stories? Yeah, I uh, were you there at Dive last week? This Monday, this yes. past Monday. Yeah, uh, I was there. I got there late, but I got there right before you, your set. You, you right? You went? Yeah. So that those first two jokes, Abraham Lincoln. Yeah, Abraham Lincoln <laughs> and the Mormon. The the I do the Mormon thing to like tie into the because I gotta have like a reason why I'm reading the Bible. That's true. That's true. So uh, that Mormon and Abraham Lincoln bit are pretty brand new. So when you're writing your, because you're working on stories now, longer stories. Yeah. Is there anything that's, do you feel that it's off topic for you or should be off topic for anyone or? No, I don't believe that people should censor themselves if they want to talk about something. Here's the thing. If you can make something funny. Do it. Do it. Yeah. Okay, but you have to understand that sometimes your opinion is going to piss people off, and also sometimes you're just not funny. So yeah, like, and I, I have a, a joke a bit about that actually. Like, yeah, you can do whatever you want. Yeah, you know, but be yeah. funny. Yeah, but just be funny when you do it. Mm-hmm. So it's like, tell the fucking rape joke if that's what you want to do, but be funny. Be funny when you, you do it. Don't want to get jumped at the end. Right. Like, if you're gonna say the n word, like. You got to be really funny. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like. Or not white. Or or never say that word. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's just. So when it comes to content, I don't think you should ever stifle yourself or censor yourself or whatever. But like, if, it, if you know beforehand that your bit's going to annoy somebody or piss somebody off or make them think a certain way, you have to be funny when you tell that joke. Do you have anything that's like that? I have absolutely no jokes that would offend anybody ever. None. <laughs> None at all. Not that I can think of. Do I have anything that offends you? No. On stage? No. Oh. The shit, you say off stage? Oh, would I, <laughs> would I call everybody a faggot? I do not condone this. Okay. I'm just going to say this right now. I don't want people attacking me. You can follow right. him on Instagram and message <laughs> right. him. No, I, okay. No, but so like, uh, you, I know when you say it yeah. and here's a, like, here's the thing with anything. You say something, yeah. um, you don't, you don't say it negatively. Absolutely I hope, not. I Absolutely hope you're not, not saying it, but you, I've, people can I've, misconstrue it. I've also sucked enough dick that I can say faggot. Okay. So you earned your card. Yeah. You I've, I've, card. Earned, I've earned my F word card. Cool. I think. 
<laughs> I think. It's I think let me ask the. Let me seven, check the card. Let me ask the seventeen dudes I've blown. If, oh, dude, it's twenty. You almost got there. Oh shit! I guess I haven't earned my. You can say fact, but don't use the hard. Don't yeah. use the GOT. Yeah, don't use. Okay. <laughs> I gotta get it re-upped. Um, <laughs> so uh, you know, it is what it is. All right. So I mean, don't ever, don't ever censor your shit. Don't feel like you can't talk about a certain thing. Okay. Here's the, here's the, here's the thing with this. Um, because I've been hearing advice and stuff. And yeah. this happened recently with another comic at an okay. open mic. He has his style. Let me ask, were they funny? He has his style, right? <laughs> <laughs> there you uh, go. That answers it. No, this person is funny. I find him funny. Okay. I wasn't there the nights he was doing his open mic. It was my first time there. Okay. But apparently they're not fond of his uh, particular jokes. Okay. Now, they, from my understanding, they did not hear the ex- entire joke, okay. but they presumed it as a, as a rape joke. Oh. But it's not. Okay. If you listen to the whole thing, it's not. Okay. It is a little weird, but it's not a rape. Okay. Okay. So you don't want to censor yourself, but when you get booked on shows, sometimes they're like, "Hey, only clean material." Sure. Don't do this. You have to respect that, and that's part of that's part of like the business side of comedy too. Mm-hmm. Is like you have to have. I think when I was starting, everybody was talking about how you have to have. Excuse me. You got to have five minutes or seven minutes of clean material. And that's completely clean. That's like TV clean. Like you got to have stuff that you can go on daytime ABC and tell those jokes. Do you have that much? Absolutely. I've actually heard your stuff like, like plenty of times. I don't, Here, here's I don't think my, you have. I think Grinder. Here's the. No, the toothbrush probably the dirtiest goes. That's as dirty as my um, bits go. And I think so that's that. Two? And I can And I can clean those up to where they're not as bad. Uh, you have a, do I, I think, have another I think one? An audience member has which, a... Which other one is bad? It's an exclusive to Goldmine. Okay. It's going camping. Going camping. Your oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where I end it with uh, fucking his dog. Yeah, yeah so um, sure. There, I forgot about that one. I haven't done that one in a while. I but yeah, there's so, there's, so there's... So I have material that is like bar material and stuff. And I have... Um, yeah, because that was a big thing when I was starting is everybody's like, you got to have like six, seven minutes of clean, straight up clean material. So I never wanted to do that. But I realized that that was part of this business. And that was part of like, if I want to yeah. get booked and I want to get booked to certain places, they want a certain type of material. Right. You don't want to limit yourself because you don't want to do that material. Right. Because you're not going to get booked in certain higher places. Right. Because um, that can particular comedian he was a little upset that they're trying to tell him what he can't do and he's like no this this is me this is what i do this is my style right so but we had to talk and we're like you're right you know like do i want to do bar shows the rest of my life or right. do i want to maybe one day sell an arena exactly and be on you know tv and there's certain people that have done whatever they have to do to get to the point where it doesn't matter what type of uh material they're gonna do they're gonna keep getting bookings because they have such a strong fan base and they've earned that. Right. And uh, you the, know what the, I mean? the times are different now. Yeah. Um, there's so much you can't really say. Right. But you can still get away with it if you're funny. That's the thing. You can Like Dave Chappelle's his special and he just starts talking about the rape jokes of Michael Jackson. Yeah. That was hilarious. The only reason hilarious. why that worked is because of how funny Dave Chappelle is. Exactly. It keeps- if, if anybody else who wasn't as funny tried to do those bits, they probably- got booed out of there. They probably would have. They might have gotten a laugh, but they would have been like, no, dude, don't. No, like, I, I don't know. He would have got the light. If it was somebody else, they would have been like somebody in the back, like, get off the fucking stage. You so, know, like so definitely be funny. So that's that's the only advice I'll give people is if you're going to do shit that, you know, might offend somebody or might make them guffaw or whatever. Just make sure it's funny. Make sure it's funny. Yeah, that's your advice. That's it. I never would have thought I that to give out to anyone trying to be a comedian. I can't give you. I can't give you any other advice. I, like I want to tell everybody who wants to try comedy to never try it. Um, it's been said plenty of times, but sure. they're, but they're gonna not listen because people like to not listen. Hopefully, people are idiots. Hopefully, you listen to the part about being funny. I think the four years of comedy have been the worst four years of my life. If I'm being completely honest, hopefully, year five is different. Yeah, maybe uh, five. Maybe the fifth year will be great. But definitely, being funny um, is a thing. I think. That honestly gets overlooked because yeah, you're thinking about your material, what makes you laugh, and you forget that 
yes, you're you not your audience. Yeah, you definitely want to be funny to yourself, and you like what you like. Yes, but you got to remember they have to laugh too. Yes, like I want one particular joke. Uh, I told you know I'd done it. It's my Plan B joke. Yes, uh, I, but I was practicing. I told it to a friend, and she's like, "I don't want to laugh." Yeah. But I want to laugh, right? Because it's partially offensive, right? And I had someone who went through that similarly, right? So obviously, I think it was, I think I got the green light because she still laughs, even yes. though they don't want to. So you want right. to make sure if it's funny to you, great, yeah. But is it funny to everybody else? Like I don't. I used to the first two or three years that I did comedy, I would try to make other comics laugh, and I've heard don't do that, and that was just like me being like. They're my friends. You want to be accepted? You want to be in a social circle? Yeah, exactly. But then I woke up and I was like, you know what, man? Like, I want to make audiences laugh. I don't care about the five guys in the back of the room. We can joke about shit later while we're having a drink or whatever. Yeah, but... But I get my six minutes to be on this stage. I want the majority of the room to laugh. Because that's who's going to come back. Exactly. That's who's going to buy a ticket. That's there's who's, there's so know. many people that I've been at Rebar, and they were like, oh, shit, it's that one guy. You know what I mean? And it's like return customer. It's definitely nice when you hear someone say, hey, you were funny, and it wasn't a comedian friend. Right. I would weigh. Not that I don't value you saying I'm funny. But. Exactly. I weigh. I, I enjoy when comics like my stuff, but it feels so much better if a random person's just like, hey, oh, my God, you're so funny. I'm glad I came out tonight. Definitely. You know, like, okay, it's working. Yes. Like, you hear people laugh. Cool. Yeah. But when they tell you, like, hey, you were hilarious. Like, oh, that's, yeah. That's the best uh, feeling. It's better. It's the best feeling. It's like a hug. Yes. Which I won't be giving out anymore. No? <laughs> cool. I'm just kidding. I'll hug you after. Uh, COVID, six, foot, six feet, man. Oh. Well, I mean, we're way closer than six feet right now. Six inches. <laughs> I don't know. I'll take a hug. I'll take a hug. All right, so you gotta be funny. Yes. Like, and it, like, it's really hard for anyone to pick up on that. Yeah. So, what advice do you have to pick up on that? Obviously, the crowd laughs. Sure. But some people ignore that. They when they don't laugh, they ignore it, and they're just thinking like, "Oh, you don't get it." Maybe you, I should double down. Yeah, and I don't have a problem with double down. You know, sometimes you gotta take that plunge. If it's gonna be something offensive, mean, you have to go all out. If yeah. you hold back, you're you're gonna lose it. You're not gonna sell it. But there's some people. Who don't gen who don't generally pick up that it wasn't funny. Yeah. It's not funny at all, but they don't pick up on it and they blame the crowd. I hate that. And then so how do you tell someone those people to should remember? stop doing comedy? Really all together. All together. So for yeah. a, so for a newbie out there. So if you're hey, listen, this is flipping me off right now. But like if you go and you tell a joke and it doesn't work and you're like, okay, maybe it's just this crowd. And you go Which and it sh- could be. Could be, sure. But you go. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> All right, hang on. I never said, oh, a crowd is the reason why this joke didn't work. Okay. I always put it on myself. I never said this about Chris. I don't know why Chris is assuming I'm talking about him. I hey, hey, hey. Save <laughs> okay. the fighting for your podcast. Yeah, hold on. Hold on. <laughs> hold on. So here, here's my thing. If you go and, if you go and do comedy one time. <laughs> why are you looking at me now? <laughs> okay. Fuck it. So if you go and do comedy mm-hmm. and you get zero laughs like no laughs no reaction right, right. um think about why that happened and make any adjustments you think you need to make and then go and do that same exact set in front of a different crowd and if the second group of people don't laugh maybe you shouldn't tell those jokes you know, definitely, and there there's factors that why no one laughed. Sure. Um, I did a show particularly when I wore a mask. Yeah. And it, I'm not gonna lie, I had trouble breathing in that thing and telling a joke because when you're talking, you can breathe in it's as you're talking. Yeah. So I all I do was talking. I felt like it was just blah 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 blah, blah fast as I could. Okay. So they couldn't really process what I was saying. So so there was a reason why right. why it was difficult for you. So what? And but and, I'm saying if you go into an open mic and there's a packed room. And you go up there and you tell like a fucking a rape joke, and it doesn't work. Analyze it's it. It's probably yeah. not the crowd's fault that that didn't work. It might be because I mean, you're not funny. Don't do a rape joke in a rape victim place. 
Right. So there's obvious signs yeah. when you shouldn't there's do it. There's definitely places yes. and times for certain jokes. But definitely analyze what you just Read said. Read the room a little bit. Mm-hmm. And if it's not going well, like right. I can understand you double down because sometimes yeah. you have to. No, I get it. But double down, sure. I mean, if if it's something like rape and they're not even like, like right. If you're not no. getting like, if, if you're not getting groans, if you're not even getting groans, I like groans. I like when I do the ones that are like, oh shit. Yeah. If you're if you're not getting a guy in the back going, oh fuck. Like if you're not getting that, then you probably not. should not be telling this joke because like I'm the segue away. Right. It must it must really suck if you're not getting any reaction. So def- I would rather get I would rather get some sort of reaction where it's like, oh fuck, did he just say that? Like, okay. So I was at LA Comedy Club. Okay. Very first time I did LA Comedy Club. It took me like two and a half years to finally do that club. And I did LA Comedy Club and I did my toothbrushes joke and this dude sitting right next to his girlfriend with like his arm around her was like, oh, shit. And I was like, I stopped for a second. I was like, hey, man, what's up? You know, you don't brush your teeth or what? And like, he got like super uncomfortable. Yeah, that thought too. <laughs> yeah, and I was just like, oh, man, that guy's a closeted homo. Like, that's all it is. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, it's like I just had an epiphany. Yeah, he just, re- he just realized he didn't love his girlfriend. <laughs> like, This is why we've only been dating for 10 years. Right, <laughs> you know? So it's just like... If you don't get any reaction, if you get stone cold, nothing, no reaction, maybe you're just not funny. And maybe you should just try a different type of joke or quit comedy because you're not funny. Um, I would I would start with do a different type of joke before try you that. quit. You know? I mean, there's <laughs> options. That's why yes. I'm giving you options. Like there's two or three options. Like try it in a different way or maybe do a voice or like play a guitar while you're telling you a you joke. Yeah, you, you know, like... <laughs> Maybe use a Muppet, you know, just like however you're going to yeah, figure, figure it, it out. out. Just just try to be funny. Yeah, if you're not funny, figure out why you're not funny. Yes. Get feedback, get advice. Yeah, figure it out. Try it differently. Ask another comic, be like, hey, why did that joke suck? And they'll probably oh, they tell will, you. They will tell you if you ask. They will absolutely you, probably you tell you why that joke sucked. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I got told not to do my N-word joke. But I don't, yeah. I don't even say the N word. Was it a black person? No. The, when I tell it to like, when I, when I, when I tell it to my black friends and stuff, because I know it's a sensitive subject. Yeah. You know, but, but okay. Everyone so says is the, the joke word. funny? When I get to the final? Yes. Okay. I've been told like, that's funny. That's I all like that matters. It. But I've been told by people who don't do the joke. And I'm sure you'll have people like, you'll have N words tell you. I don't even say it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's been great having you on this show, bro. <laughs> Any any final any final advice? No, you want to I can't <laughs> breathe right now. Uh, <laughs> all right, thanks for being on the show. You do comedy for now. We'll see how long that lasts. Thank you, guys. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>